Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. So last week, we began the sugya that we're going to title Amisecha, to do business with uh, Amisecha, with your brethren. This was based on Rashi and Chumash and the Pasuk and Bahar. One should not charge right now. In the beginning of the Pasuk, there's a drasha. The Medrash says, when you're selling something, you should sell it to a yid. Sell it to a yid. Now it was unclear from Talmud Bavli to what extent this halacha applies, and even if we have this halacha at all, it's not so clear from the Bavli. We spoke about the Maharam Padava and the printing of the Rambam, and the competing printer in his town was not a Jew, and he was selling a similar printed Rambam and and, and, and uh, undercutting the market, the chuvas of the Ramah. And we mentioned three different Gemaras. There were three different Gemaras that perhaps would be a source in Bavli, in Talmud Bavli, for this halacha of giving precedence to a Jew, even when there seems to be a loss of money involved. The first one was the Gemara in Avadizara. The Gemara there was talking about Laisi Chanim. One is not allowed to do certain things, uh, give certain things to a guy. The Gemara there has three different examples. The most common one that we, that if you learn the Gemara, the, the one that everybody agrees to, is to not praise Anachri, not to say uh, There's also Machlekes, uh, if giving a gift to Anachri is also an Isra of Leisichanim, and the Mitzvah Shem will have a, a separate, a dedicated shear to that halacha of giving gifts, corporate gifts, or the like. And there the Pasuk, the Gemara brings a Pasuk trying to prove that there's an Isra of gifting items to Anachri. The Gemara, they brought a Pasuk, you should give the Nevela to a Ger Taishav, Oi! Or sell it to a guy. It sounds like Lager Benasina, you give it, you gift it to the Ger, to the Ger Taishav, but Lenachri Bemechira, you have to get, you only could give it to the Nachri through selling it. And as a Machlekes, if this Pasuk is a Raya to Loisi Chanim, that one is not allowed to give a gift to a Nachri, the uh, Zemachlekes are Meir and Abihuda. So, uh, one sheet holds, yes, this is a Raya. The other sheet says, no, it's not a raya. This is simply telling me a different din, our din, our topic, that if you have the option of gifting it to a ger toishav, since there's a, he's somewhat of a chicha, he has, there's a, there's a mitzvah of keeping him going, he's a ger toishav, you'd rather give it to him as a gift than selling it to a nachri, but it doesn't mean there's an iser of giving it as a gift to a nachri, there's no raya of loisi chanim. The other man, the Amr, says, no, that's pashat, of course you should give it, the Ger Toishev Benesina. When the Pasuk tells me, Oi, Yim Cholanachri, it's telling me Davka Mechira, and you're not allowed to give a gift to Anachri. But this Lachara was Raya number one, that there's this, everyone agreed, there's a concept of gifting it to the Ger Toishev over just selling it to a guy. Now, Lachara, this is a Raya that in all places you would have to even take a loss in order to give precedence to someone who is closer to Am Yisrael. However, we pointed out from Taisus, Taisus says, what do you mean? We, we, Yid is allowed to do business? How, how do you do business ever? So he said, in this case, it's very, it's very, uh, it's a very unique case where it was an Eretz Yisrael. There, weren't, there wasn't a market to buy Nevela. It was only a Hefzid Mu'at anyways for the Yisrael. What was he going to sell it for anyways? He might as well give it as a gift to the Ger Taishav. Now, Taisus pointed out, it's also a Harvacha Harbe to the Ger Taishav. He saved 
a trip to the butcher store, some Rishonim say this is dafka. That toysis means only if it's a small loss for you and someone else is benefiting in a significant way on the other side. That's when we have this din of kedima of amisacha. Other Rishonim say no. As long as it's only a hefsid muat, independent, regardless of how much the other fellow is saving, even if it's just a hefsid muat, a small loss, one would have to give uh, precedence to the Jew. That is raya number one in the sugya of loisichanim and avodazara. Raya number two was the Gemara Bavakama talking about different charam and putting people in the cherim. The other Gemara brought an example of you have a Yisrael who owns, a Yid owns a field, he owns a property, and it's next, the, the neighboring property is also owned by a Yid. Now, typically, the Allah is a bar metzra, you have to offer it to the Yid before you sell it to someone else. But in this case, the fellow sold it to a Nachri, he sold it to a guy, and the halacha there is that since, it's very interesting, if you look at the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says the reason, and it's the Ramam as well, we put the Yisrael and Cherim for selling it to a guy, not because of Bar Metzor. Bar Metzor does not apply when you sell it to a guy. It's a different din, and that is based on the fact that by Dine Yisrael, when you have two Yidin live next to each other, then they could enforce the halachas of Hezek Shechenim. That there are certain things, the beginning of Baba Basel talks about this, certain activities they could do in their field, and there's there's a concept, there's a world of Hezek of of, of Hezek Shechenim, and if it's a yid living next door, you could take him to Besdin. And by letting the guy move next to me, I cannot take him to Besdin because he's not showing up to Besdin. I can't even go to court with him because in the secular courts, again, this is in, in times of the Gemara, and most of it applies today as well, they don't care about Hezek Shechenim. It's his property. He can do whatever he wants. He can walk around, uh, uh, you know, not dressed. He can do whatever he wants. It's, it's, there's no issue of Hezek Shechenim, of Niske Shechenim, and therefore, by you selling it to a guy, you caused a loss on me regarding Hezek Shechenim. And the Gemara there clearly says, let's say the guy would, would, uh, would buy it al-Tanai, a con- on condition that I will act like Dine Yisrael with you regarding Hezek of Shechenim, Niske Shechenim, the halacha is that we don't put the seller in Cherim, no problem. That, that's fine. There's no issue. He's allowed to sell it to the guy as long as the guy is willing to, to accept upon himself all these uh, damages uh, of, of uh, na- neighboring properties and all those halachas. Now, there, the Gemara, the, the Taisu of Kos Rabbeinu Tam, that the only time he put this Yid in Cherim when he sold it to a guy, that's only if there was no uh, same offer from a year to buy it. But if you had an offer from a Jew to buy it, uh, I'm sorry, that we put the yeah. If you have an offer from the Jew to buy, it, then of course you would you would you would uh, you would that, that's sorry that's when that's when you put the guy in cherim when there was a Jewish offer on the table. But if there was no Jewish offer on the table for that price, then there wouldn't be a cherim. And Rabbeinu Tam sounds like he's not talking about the cherim itself. He's saying that it's 100% mutter that if you the yid there's no Jewish bid for the same price so the guy is offering 550 and the jew is only offering five and you're selling your house you're allowed to take the offer from the nachri as long as there's a price discrepancy and you're allowed to take the the higher bid now that's a raya against what we just said and some rishonim in fact and achronim learn that this gemara is a proof that we don't follow this medrash that rashi quotes in parshas bahar it's not a halacha. If Rabbi Tam says you're allowed to sell it to the highest bidder, so then it's not true that you have to always give Kedima to the Yisrael. What's the case of, uh, of Nevela? We could try to figure out, maybe there's a special pasuk, Lenachri, Legerbenesina, uh, but some Achorinim, in fact, say this is a raya, that we don't have this din of Rashi and Parshas Bahar of giving Kedima 
precedence to use to a Yisrael when it involves a financial loss. Others say, the Chavetz Chaim, and others say that there's no riot from the Gemara, although Rabinatan does not, it's not much like that, but the Gemara is talking about Cherim, so we, fine, you don't put him in Cherim, you, you wouldn't put a person in Cherim in that case, but doesn't mean he should have only uh, uh, considered the highest bid from a guy, it could be he should have, uh, from a different halacha, taken a lower a lower deal from Anachri. And finally, we mentioned at the end of the last week's shear that the Chavetz Chaim in a different place says this whole din of giving Kedima to Yisrael, that's only if the Yisrael is offering a fair market price on the item. If he's if he is if he's uh, lowballing an offer, then the Yisrael would not have to, then the seller would not have to say, oh, he's a Yid, I have to, I have to give him the deal. He doesn't have to, so perhaps that's what Rabbi Natham is referring to. That is Gemara number two. Gemara number three was in Ezu Neshech. There the Gemara said, in Kesef Talvez Ami, you should give a loan to my people. And the Gemara brings the Drasha that if you have a choice of Yisrael Bechinam to give an interest-free loan to Yisrael, and you have another choice of lending your money out, uh, private lending, to a Nachri, even though he's going to pay Ribis, Halach is Yisrael Kaidim. You have to give it to Yisrael first. And that's the halacha, born in Rambam, as well. We'll see exactly what this din is in a few minutes. He said today we're going to speak a practical halacha lamaisa. But this is the third maramakoim. Seemingly, it, it includes even a hefzid gadol. You get 9%, 10% interest on in private lending. And he's going to be giving that up in order to, to do an interest-free loan to Yisrael. So many learn that's what that's what it is. It's a hefsid gadol. Others say, "What do you mean? He's not losing anything. He's just losing potential." So that's really Maniyas haravach. It's not exactly a hefsid gadol. Rav Moshe finds him. We'll see his tshuva soon. Also says it's only talking about a hefsid katan. That's the uh, that's how you understand the Gemara. Some learn well. This Gemara is based on a pasuk. There's a special pasuk in Kesef Talves Ami. It's a special mitzvah of lending money to a yid. Who says that applies when you're uh, when you're going to purchase uh, uh, cereal? They have to go to the Jewish store. That there's no pasuk of purchasing a cereal from a Jewish store. We also mentioned, and it's important to repeat this because this, this plays a role in how we're going to understand many of the different criteria. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. You have a question? No? Okay. So the the Achreinim, this is found in the Shai Mishpat, the Chavetz Chaim and Havetz Ches, it quotes the Shai Mishpat, he asks that we know when it comes to Dini Mamanus, the pasuk says, and the Gemara Darshans, that a person should make sure he doesn't make himself poor by doing mitzvahs. And shalcha kaidim. Halacha is if a person has a mitzvah, mitzvah shalai, mitzvah shabera, mitzvah shalai kaidim. The halacha is that your your uh, your loss comes first before before uh, someone else's loss. So how can we don't we ignore that in this case? So you mentioned from the the, the pnei Yeshua. The pnei Yeshua says that you said that. In typical dina mamanus, there the 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 foundation of that mitzvah is to care about your friend's money, but this mitzvah in case of talves ami is midin tzedakah, and any time you give tzedakah, you're always losing money. If I give hundred dollars to to uh, to an ani, it automatically involves a loss of money. You don't say oh mamani um, kaidem. You don't say that because that's the mitzvah of tzedakah to give something of yourself. So that's why when it comes to hava, it will be different. Perhaps that would say that when it comes to other things, buying cereal from a store, you wouldn't necessarily have to go to the Jewish store because that that would probably be in the, in the same category as regular. Uh, regular business halachas of Dini Mominus. Others could argue and say, no, maybe it's based on Mkesev Talve, a similar concept of, of tzedakah. So we'll see that in Ritz Hashem 
Okay, so before we get to the different heterim, so to say, it seems like most, if you go to the Achroinim, we'll, we'll use the Chavetz Chaim as the standard in Sefer Havas Chesed. He's quoted by many of the contemporary, contemporary Paiskim. That it's a very big Chiddush to say that, that when it comes to a Hefzid Merubah, a significant loss that a person would have to give up and only purchase from Yisrael, Pashtas, it's only, you know, Bitavayel of Bracha, it's a nice thing to do, but there will be no Chiv for a person to involve himself in a Hefzid Merubah in order to give someone else to give a yid business, but if it's a small price difference, and that's that's what uh, Taisvis in Avodah said, that's how Moshe Feinstein understands the Gemara of Mkesef Talvis Ami, and that's the Chavetz Chaim Paskins that a small price difference, then you're chayav to give the business to the yid, but if it's beyond that, it's a significant uh, difference in price, then a person would be allowed to to uh, and what is and what is oh, that? I'm, I, I, yeah, next question. So what is considered uh-huh. a significant difference? So the Paiskim uh, struggle with this. What exactly is considered to have some Aruba? So some say maybe it should be like a, a one-sixth. That's something we find in Hilchas Aina. So if, depending on how you do the math, it's about 20% because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shishas um, milabar. So it's 120%, right? So that's, that's uh, 20% more. So 20 out of 120 is one-sixth. That's the way we typically say what a sixth is, so 20%. Uh, other price can say it depends on the person. For some people, it's not a big deal. They don't even look at the receipt. And uh, so in, in that case, it would not be significant. It would be considered a hefzid, uh, hefzid mu. It's not a hefzid ruba. And uh, I think that that seems to be the standard. If this is considered a hefzid for you, so then you would not have to go with the yid. But if it's a small, if it's an insignificant hefzid, you know, I'll give an example, but it's, don't 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 quote me on this specific example. But let's say you have a cereal, and uh, you know down the block by the you know kosher store, it's five five dollars and seventy five cents, and in your Walmart, it's five dollars. So for many people, that would be insignificant. Now, but if you if you're buying a full uh, a full uh, you know going on a shopping spree, you're spending a thousand dollars on shopping. So every dollar on each item is going to make a significant difference. So then it might be a few hundred dollars on the bottom line bills so that wouldn't that would be considered. A, uh, a hefzid maruba. So that's how does time? How does time play a role? So we're going to talk about that as well. What about uh, tircha? We'll call time like tircha. Amazon, you know, you click. Shows up. You click. Yeah. I, Most sellers on Amazon are Jewish. Don't worry. Most sellers on Amazon are Jewish. So so it's fine. Well, you didn't say that. I got <laughs> upset that everyone's buying on Amazon. No one's coming into him. Just give me a whole, yeah, a whole yeah. long story. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Rav Asher Weiss always says that that uh, whenever we talk, whenever he gives a share on. Hasagas Gvul, he says, if we never allowed Hasagas Gvul, we would still be on horse and buggy. You know, you still you have to allow society to advance. So you, you always have to take that into consideration. We feel bad for people that don't pivot, you know, in their business. And of course, we'll speak about that maybe by going and supporting them, one could use Meister money in a difference in price. Tircha is hard to hard to um, to calculate how much money that would be, but but, but we'll, we'll discuss. Okay, so. We're going to say that the standard psaq, again, not everyone goes with this, but this is the Chavetz Chaim's psaq, and this is how most of the Paisen would approach the sugya, that if it's a hefsin muot, if that's the only thing you're dealing with, it's just a small, uh, insignificant price difference, and every, all else is equal, one would be chayiv, some would say uh, strongly recommended, but we'll call it chayiv to purchase from the yid over purchasing from the guy. So, hefsin number one is the price difference. Hefsin number two, 
perhaps, is the din of an ex- extra effort. Is extra effort considered, a tirchi yaseira, is that considered enough of a reason to go to the guy? So we'll use Amazon as an example. Someone has to buy, uh, I don't know, cups or something else. He has, he lives in uh, Flatbush. There are many local Jewish stores, but it, you can sit in your couch, click on Amazon, you can buy with one click, and it comes the next day. You don't have to worry about it. So is that considered a hefzid? So it's interesting that in other places, we don't find the, the Gemara, the Shochnarach using uh, Hefsin Mammon as a heter, yet it uses price difference as, I'm sorry, yet it uses Tircha as a heter. Some examples would be like, for example, Hilchas Natila Sedayim. You always have this question, depending on which airport you go to, Halacha is that by Natila Sedayim, a person would have to go, let's say, to wash hands for, for bread. So before you use some type of heter of using a paper towel or a brown bag, you have bread in an airport somewhere. And so if you if you could find water within 18-minute walk, even out of your way, halakhas, you have to wait until you get water. You're not allowed to eat the bread without washing al-natila sedayim. That's the halakha. Someone's driving on the road and there's going to be a gas station within the next 10, within the next, uh, actually, if it's on the way, it's 72 minutes, but out of the way, up until 18 minutes out of the way, you have to do that. So the question is, in the, in the airport, you have to go spend money. Let's say Starbucks, which they don't do this anymore, but it used to be, if you wanted a cup, they would charge you a dollar, two dollars for a cup. So there's a, there's a person to buy a cup, a plastic cup, an empty cup, or you buy a cup with water and drink it, and then you want to use that for an the sedayim. So it's not mentioned in the paiskim. The paiskim talk about the tircha. What about the price? So I would assume that if price is a, is a, is a factor, then of course tircha would be a factor. I'll bring you another raya. The, the halacha is in Simon Kufiyad Beis, the Shulchan Aruch in our Kufiyad Beis, going back to a topic we, we touched upon previously. In the halachas of Pas Akum, the Shulchan Aruch says a few things. That the Shulchan Aruch in the Machaber's world, we have to be machmir that as long as there's Pas Yisrael available, one is not allowed to eat Pas Palter. Now, what is considered the availability of Pas Yisrael? Now, by the way, the Ramah Ashkenazim hold there's no din. You're allowed to eat Pas Palter. The Shach said, meaning bread that's made by a non-Jewish baker, has to have Ashkoch of make sure that it's kosher ingredients. But you could eat the Arnold's, uh, you know, hot dog buns. The Shach says, Banafesh Yachmir, we spoke about maybe on Shabbos being Machmir, Aserah but we had a share on that once upon a time. The Machaber says, Yesh Misha Oymas, the last sif in Kofi Beis, Shahanizmi Pas Akum, Vuhu Bederech, Sim Yesh Pasha Yisrael, Adal Milan Yamtim. You have to wait up until 72 minutes to get it. And it seems like you'd have to go 18 minutes out of your way to get Pas Yisrael. So the place can want to bring a riot from there that if you have to go Bimatriach, and otherwise, you'd be allowed to you'd be allowed to eat pas 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 pas, 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 pas according to the Shulchan Aruch holds its So for sure, if there's a significant price difference, which an hour sif the price we're talking about a significant price difference an hour an hour din that you're allowed to avoid that's considered a hefsid. So perhaps if if that's considered a hef, if tircha is a hefsid, so then for sure the uh, price difference should also be hefsid by pas. Not everybody goes with that, but the is a very, very strong svara. Either way, I wanted to. My, my point here is the is the opposite, that if the paiskim are saying price is a factor regarding this halacha, so lechayra tircha yisera significant tircha would also be a factor, and therefore a person wouldn't have. Let's say he lives uh, out of the community, 
and he has a local gas station, a 7-Eleven down his block, and they sell Twizzlers, even if it's the same price in the kosher supermarket, that's a 10-minute drive, 18-minute, 18 18-minute drive, let's assume that's, that's the Tircha, so he'd also have a tour of it's too much of a Tircha to go there. Another Maramaka. What about time? Is time... Time and Tircha is a, it's a, it's a similar thing. It's a similar thing. Yeah, but so, I have so, so two blocks away, but I'm going to time... You know, a supermarket says two blocks away from me. Yeah, the pricing say the same thing. I'll give an example. Let's say you're, you're driving, you're on a road trip with a bunch of kids, and the next place to, to you could stop at a gas station to get water to wash for your sandwich, but if you stop, everybody's going to wake up in the back, and it kills the whole trip. So there's no, it's not it's not a din of going 18 minutes out of the way, 36 minutes out of the way. It's a din of, it's too much of a tircha, it's a hassle. So the person would have to weigh, is that considered a real tircha, a real tzarech that we would say it's just like the tircha of walking 18 minutes. Just one more, one more, one more maramakim, and that is the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kuf, Kuf uh, Beis, hold on, also in Yeridea. So the halacha is that there are certain things that are never bottled. One example is a davr shiyesh lematirin. If something has a heter later on, the Gemara's example is you had a beish shenolda biyantif, you had an egg that was born on yantif, you're not sure if it was born before Yantif or on Yantif itself, if it was born on Yantif, then it's Muksa, and then it gets mixed into other eggs. There's a bunch of raw eggs in front of you, and you're not sure which one is which. So the halacha is that there, it's not bottle. Even though you have 50 eggs that you knew were from the store or, or, or already you know came before Yantif, it's not bottle. Because the Dabr Shesh Matir, if you wait until after Yantif, they are all mutter. That's the halacha. So you have a very common example. Let's say a person had a keli. They used the wrong spoon in their challenge. Going back to Commerce. a, a, a yard. Commerce is more common. Yeah. What? Commerce is the most common, I would think. No? Dover Shisha Matirin. Yeah, some yeah. Rishonim say that's why it's not it's it's, it's not bottled by Elif. But others say a different reason why it's not bottled. Right. Because also Chametz is not really Dover Shisha Matirin because next year Pesach it's Asr again. So Chada should be a good example of Dover Shisha Matirin because once once uh, the Zman hits, it's, it's kosher forever. Chametz is Dabr Shisha Matirin for 11 months, but then it, it goes back. It's Hoylech uh, V'soyveh that it's Asr again. It's not Matirin La'olam. Okay, that, that's a discussion that's right. A good point. Mishabur brings it down in the beginning of Hilchus Pesach. Next. So he says that, let's get a Keli Shineser Rebliyas Isser. This happens all the time. He had a spoon. The wife uh, was mixing something. She messed up. She calls the Rav. The Rav says you have to kasher it. So she leaves it on the counter. Husband comes home. Why is there a spoon on the counter? He puts it back in the drawer. Now you have 50 spoons, and there's one spoon that needs to be kashered. So how do we paskin? Really, it should be bottle. Bottle, it's yavish be yavish. There's no blias here. You go by roiv. Roiv of the spoons are kosher. So halach is, you wouldn't have to kasher any of the spoons. There's only one spoon out of these 50 spoons that were trays. So you have 50 spoons. You don't know which spoon was which. So lachari, you wouldn't have to kasher it. However, the halacha is that it's a davashish matirin. Very simple. Dump them all into a big pot of hot water, and you can kasher it. So it's a davashish matirin. Maybe you shouldn't say uh, bottle, and and you should have to kasher all that. So the shochan aruch says it's bottle baroy, and the rama explains. It's very expensive to go kasher it. When Rav Shechter was in uh, Nerlamea back back in the day, Rav Shechter came to, to Nerlamea, he said from Rav Salavechik that the Mechaber was talking about in Tzvas, we have to go hire someone to go down to the well to get water, to bring it back up, to do Hagala. It's very expensive to do Hagala. But today, you turn on the sink, you fill up the pot, 
you leave it on for 10, 15 minutes, you have a rolling boil, what's the big deal to start koshering? And uh, he said that halacha changed. Today, today you would have to kosher all the spoons, unless it's a terchi, you say, oh, it's not, if you have plastic or things that you don't want to kosher, you have a klicheres, fine. But in regular situation, you have to kosher it. Now, I'm not, we're not learning hilchas taruvis now, but I want to point out that the chachmas adam, on this din of, it's in klalmum gimel, on this din, he says that, that if you have either a hefsid gadol, oi, tayreach gadol, or a big tircha, in these cases, you have to spend money, or it's a big tircha to go schlep the water. So in these cases, we say that the keli is batol baroiv. You don't say it's a davar sheyeshlamatirin. So I just wanted to point out to Maramakim to show that he equates the hefsin mammon to tircha yesera. Now the maram the maram shik says it doesn't mean a small tircha walking down the block. It has to be a significant tircha. Today we could we could put money to it. How much would you be willing to spend? Let's say you have a you have a big lawn, right? So some people they like mowing their lawn. Other people they're very happy to spend thirty dollars, fifty dollars an hour, hundred dollars. They'll pay anyone to mow their lawn for them. So really, a person could theoretically give and calculate how much the time is worth it for them. And if it's considered a hefsin maruba to go schlep, to go look for parking, and, and uh, it's a whole 10-minute drive, and it kills your whole day to go to that Jewish store, say, Nechanami, make it in a person would be putter from this Tirchi Yisera, you could, you could basically say it's similar to a difference in price. Okay, let's move on to another potential heter. And before we get to these heter, I want to bring out a question. The Gemara said, in Kesef Talves Ami, in uh, which we reviewed again tonight, that a person has to give Kedima to a, a interest-free loan to Yisrael over lending money to a Nachria interest. So many Nachrianim ask, so then how are we allowed to put a deposit in the bank? Again, you're not getting too much interest, but how is a person allowed to allowed to lend money to a Nachria, to a bank, to a financial institution, when, I don't know, start a Gemach? Give out interest-free loans. You have many Yidin that want the interest-free loan. So how are we allowed to Bechlal, give money to a bank, CDs, private lending, you know, real estate notes, whatever, whatever you're up to. How are you allowed to do that when Lachari should be giving out all your money to interest-free loans? So, number one, the Chavetz Chaim points out, it's only if you have a yid in front of you who says, "I want a loan right now," and then you go against what you you don't you don't provide him with a loan and take the same money and use it for. A a uh, nach, a, a to charge him. That's the only time the Gemara is even mentioning it. Additionally, a person who puts money in a savings account that he doesn't have extra cash to spear that he's doing private lending with. He just has a savings account, so that's not an issue. You're, you're, not, you're not specifically bechavana lending it to the to the bank. You're just putting it away as a savings account. Rav Moshe Nechuva, This is in the Chela Gimel in Yeridei Chela Gimel Simon Design. He was asked a very interesting question. Uh, we're not going to get into exactly what his question was, but he has he has a chuva regarding. Let's say a person has an ani in front of him, and the ani needs a loan. So, the ashir makes a cheshbon that he does private lending, nine, ten, eleven percent interest, and he's going to be losing the interest on the loan by giving this uh, interest-free loan to the local gemach, to the local yid. Can he charge? His Meisr Ksafim account, let's say he has a million dollars earmarked for Meisr Ksafim to give money to Tzedakah. Can he charge the Meisr Ksafim account to pay interest on the interest-free loan that he's giving to a local Yid? 
because that's what he's giving up. He really could get 9% back on the market, whatever you know business he's in. So he's giving up this interest. So can he charge, can he deduct it from his MICER savings account to pay him back? This, this is what I would have gotten. And Ramesh is Mekel. He says if it's Taka and Ani that needs the money, then yes, you'd be allowed to charge your MICER Ksafim account for the ribbis that you would have been able to get. It's not an issue of charging Tzedakah ribbis. It, it's all in your hands, and there wouldn't be a problem. But in that tshuva... The loan itself, the loan itself can't come from there. The loan itself, I mean, you don't expect to get paid back, I guess. That's something else. If someone gives a loan that, that he's not going to get paid back. That happens to be, we paskin, this is not, not this specific topic, we paskin that if a person wants to give his money, let's say there's a local gemach, a, a local shul has a gemach, and they're asking, could people give money to the gemach? Now, you're not getting that money back. It's going to stay in the gemach, lo'el me'ad, that you're allowed to use ma'isik safim to fund the gemach. Just by the way, I saw this this, this morning, many places can say, and not everyone agrees to this, that let's say you have a gemach, from, from a local shul has a gemach, and they only lend out to people, and they tell them, you have to be, you have to become a member of our shul. That now the price can say if you make him pay membership, so then that's issa ribis, maybe even ribis deraisa. That I'm, I'm giving you this ten thousand dollar loan or your your SBA loan, but you have to become a member of the shul and pay eighteen dollars a month. So eighteen dollars a month is ribis on top of what he owes back to the shul. Now if they give a charity, they could ask him for membership. It's not a problem. But if they're giving him a loan and they're saying al tanai that you uh, that you pay membership, that's ribis deraisa. And I saw some achronim say even if he doesn't have to pay membership, but if you tell him I'm only giving you this loan. Almanas that you start davening in the shul, or let's say you have a different type of chevra, whether it's shul or not shul, or again the shuls, but a different type of chevra where you say we only lend people who are part of our group, who come to our business networking events, we only give to this. So you're putting it in the in, in a tanai that would be ribis devarim, wouldn't be ribis ketsutsa on money, but it'd be ribis devarim, and it'd be also you can't do that if you're if you're lending out interest-free loans, make sure there's no strings attached, interest-free loans, no right. So that, that that's a, that's a, just an interesting side point. But uh, it's a big mitzvah that we that, that minog we have minog klayisot to make gemachim. But someone who's running the gemach has to make sure there's, there's no ribis, you know, ancillary uh, ribis shilas. So Rav Moshe here says in the in the middle of the tshuva he says upashid lani is daiti that when the gemara says that halva to a yisrael bechinam comes before lenachi beribis. That's only when it's ein zebesach kado. We're not talking about someone who could get nine, ten percent interest by private lending. We're talking in a case where someone would make one percent back from the bank, something like that, or it's a, it's a small amount of money. That how much is this? a thousand dollar loan? How much interest is he getting already from this whole thing? Fifty bucks, so so big deal. It's, it's insignificant in the big picture. And he says, Why would this be different than any other parnasa? Let's say a person comes to you and he says, I, I want a $20,000 loan. But one second, I, I need the, my, my cash flow to keep my business going. So what I'm doing is I'm investing the cash flow in my business, which I hope to get back a return on. So I have to give this up in order to that you have that you that you get a loan. I don't have to do that because that, that's considered to have Sigado for me. So Moshe says there'll be no issue when it's a, a significant difference. And uh, and and he says that he understands the Gemara is only when it's a small amount of interest that you'd be giving up. That's when we say in Kesef Talves Ami, when we have to give the interest-free loan to a Yisrael. There's another header. This is found in the Sefer Aguda. He says that let's say the you have two, you have the guy in front of you and the yid in front of you. The Nachmi that wants the loan, not only is he paying you ribis, he's He's uh, you're you're getting uh, leverage 
on his house. You're, you're, you're putting, uh, you're, you're giving him a loan, a hard money loan, right? And he's putting his house, the home, and he, you're, he, you're putting you're a lien. Him. You're putting a lien on the home or on other assets, right? Or he's, it's a personal guarantee or something like that. So you have more, if you have a more secure debt versus the yid, you saw him in shul, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you see him one day, he's gone. That's it. He's over. So even though there's a mitzvah of Kasatavis, Ami, the Sefer Aguda, who's just writing a peerish on the Gemara of Metziah, he's saying that's only when you have the same security. And we're going to see this as a heter for something else later on, that when you have more secure in your in your, in your your lending, you're allowed to even charge the Nochiribis, and I'm giving up the mitzvah of Kasatavis, Ami, I don't have to take a risk on my loan. Well, how important is, is so does screen play a role at all? Forget about uh, let's say there's no one else. You know, I mean, the, the, the guy wants ten thousand dollars, and you're thinking he'll never be able to pay me back. So Why in those situations, give tzedakah. So give him, give him as, as as a tzedakah. Don't 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 do it as a loan. Yeah, but you did your master already. If if it's not, a, in other words, if, if I trust the guy, then I must give him. I must give him a loan. Now, if he's not going to pay if back, I, then you don't have to. You don't have to. Then there's no there's if no. I, if I'm, I, I don't know. If I have to judge him properly. I don't think he can pay it back. So you would ask first star and and have uh, co-signers and do the whole spiel. You know, let his rabbi uh, co-sign. Oh, Pilatius for co-signers. 100%. It's not against him, Kesa Talasami. I don't know who he is. Yeah, maybe 50 people already. He, it's not the first person he asked, you know, for a loan. So, yeah, that would be basic, uh, basic shalos and fakir. The person should do that because otherwise you're going to end up, you know, in Bezdin and, and fighting. So it's better to, the halakhas, you're not allowed to lend money without a star. So part part of that. Well, the five they won't, they won't, they won't. Give you a right, sign. typically right. You know, yeah, every gemach has their own rules, but yeah, because they, they understand. But is that is that? But is that a problem, Taka? Do I can I refuse to give you a loan without a cosign? If I trust, you know, there's no reason not to trust you. You're you're doing your due diligence. If you're not, if you don't trust it, it's 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 a it's not it's not secure. People run away, so I don't it, think it's a problem. Does a cosigner himself go under the auspices of Kesef Talvasami? See, He's see probably like some mitzvah. I, I didn't look in the Chavetz Chaim, but I believe in, in the Prokim and Abbas Chesi, he talks about people that facilitate these types of loans. That's also part of the mitzvah. You're helping You're helping the loan. I'm Kesef Tavis Ami. You know? Okay. Um, so if, I, if, I shouldn't re- if I'm able, I shouldn't refuse to be co-signed as well as a as, a, as, a as, as long as you're willing to actually give the money if, you know, push, when push comes to shove. Then yeah, then, then it's also your part. You're you're being machzik the mitzvah of mkesef talves ami. Okay, there's another hetter. This is found in the Maram Shik, also in the Sefer Aguda. That let's say you have someone who is professionally a money lender, and many yidden the, the Sefer Aguda writes that this was the yiddish business because the Christians, uh, for a certain time period, they were not allowed to lend money with interest. They kept uh, you know the Old Testament. So the Yidin were the ones that were, we could charge a guy ribis, right? Even Arabs today, they have their own version of a heter, of a heter iska. They also hold you cannot charge ribis. So the Yidin were the, were the bankers. They were the ones that were in the banking business. Yeah, it's an old Goyish uh, at the Semitic stereotype, the money lender. Money lender. The Yidin were the money yeah. lenders, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. the truth. There's truth yeah. to it. So there, the, the person say the following. In Parnasosibikach, if that is your parnasa, so then you don't have the same din as a regular yid on the street. Of course, the Chafetz Chaim says you have a mitzvah and you should try to find some money to lend to a Yisrael b'chinam. But if that's your parnasa, then you can't say every two seconds, I, I, I can't run a business here because everyone's coming for interest-free loans. A person's allowed to say, and parnasa he's allowed to somewhat ignore this din of him, kesav talves ami, 
Chavetz Chaim says he should leave aside some money to still be yotze the din to give an interest-free loan, but overall he could ignore this uh, this Gemara of of uh, Yisrael Kaidim, you know, Lenachri uh, Yisrael Bechinim and Nachri Beribis. Now I want to point maybe, out a question. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should be maybe you should be encouraged not to go to that parnas if that's your parnas. Why he's he's doing he's not he's 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 lending money to to businesses he has SBA loans he's doing uh, fix and flips uh, lending he's it's a, it's a very important people need financing and they need capital for businesses for startups what's wrong with the business he's not, he's not, he's not a loan shark he's not he's not taking advantage of people let's assume people need funding so he's funding people he's a bank what's wrong with the business for Barry. No, it's because it's <laughs> the Torah. Obviously, because the Torah says you should lend. You know, it's, it goes against. Oh, so you can say like this: that if this is your business, then this is considered to have some ruba. When it's when it's when it's a regular person on the street, and it's a small difference in the in the points, you can get two two percent interest from your guy, and the Israel is going to take an interest free loan. You could say, okay, that's a have some muot, and no big deal. But if this is my business. Then it's a have some ruben. I'll give you an example. And the price can say this. Let's say you your business is you buy shoes and you sell shoes. Okay. You buy shoes wholesale price and you sell shoes. And you make money on the difference between your, your purchase price and your sale price. The spread. Let's say you have two people who are bidding for your for your wholesale deal. That they want to they want to be your supplier. And one's a yid and one's a guy. And the yid is a little more expensive than the guy. The halach is the same thing. That since this is Parnasasa Bikach. This is my parnasa. My whole business is on the spread. I'm not mechuyev to take a loss, even if it's an insignificant amount, a dollar, two dollars. I'm not mechuyev to take a loss when parnasa sebekah. This is the pesach of the Maram Shik, the uh, the Sefer Aguda, the Chavetz Chaim. Many points can say this, and this is how we pass an alach l'maisa. This is your business. But I will point out that the way I understand it, going through some of the points, that let's say this is not the business itself, but it's, let's say it's an ancillary cost. Let's say you have uh, you have teams, uh, construction teams, and they're busy traveling around, and they have to take Ubers to the airport. And there's a yid that's willing to drive them, and he charges seventy five dollars a trip, and the Uber's fifty dollars a trip, or something like that. You can't say, "Oh, I'm running business here, so I'm putter from this din." It's only when this is your business. Your business is buying and selling these shoes. Then you could say, "Okay, even a hefsin muot, I'm not mechuyev to to take." But if it's an ancillary, let's say uh, you need toilet paper. Yeah. Paper, uh, um, paper pens. pens. Now again, have some maruba. Of course, we we not not to do it. We'll talk about the percentage and whatever you know you're buying in bulk. But but in and and I bring you a ride to this. The Yaskal Abdi, Rav Avadi Chidaya, one of the great poskim in the previous generation, Eretz Yisrael. So this tshuva has a lot of political ramifications. He's talking about supporting the local Jewish workers instead of the 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 Arab. Workers, even the Arab workers were working for half price. So there he says, if it's a small difference in the wages, then you would have to hire the yid. Even though I'm running a business here, yeah, but your business is not, you're not running a, a staffing agency. Maybe then you would say that that's running the business. I'm running a farm. And one of the ancillary costs to the farm is I have to have labor. So in that case, he says, if it's a small difference in the in the wages, whatever that means in Hefzid world, then you should hire the Yidin, even if you're paying them more. But if it's more than that, you putter. Of course, he says we should do it and you know support Yidin. And again, it had a lot of political ramifications on that shuva. But uh, I would assume that if it's an ancillary cost, it's a side issue, then you have the regular halachas of this din. A small difference in price, you should be spending on the Yid. But if it's a major difference, then you'd be potter, but if this is your business itself, this is your business, and even a small loss, a person will be potter from taking that loss. 
Another yeah, somebody had a question. Yeah, so when you talk about hard money, hard money lending, okay, and all the ramifications of, of uh, yeah, so of there's there's they're... different types of hard money lending. There there's cash advance, you know, where people are literally it, it's they call it uh, you know their intention is to own. Their intention is to really take yes. this person's assets away. That's a problem. Rashi, I believe it's in my cotton break. I'm not prepared to give a share on this, but Rashi, I believe in my cotton or Chagiga, somewhere there, talks about that, that those people at Ein Lechelik, Olam Haba, if, if that's what they're doing, they're taking advantage of people. But let's say someone's doing, a, he has he has a construction company, he's doing fix and flips, and he knows that the, the after repair value on a home is going to be much higher than going in. He just needs money for six months. He's happy to pay the 10, 11%. So, and they're not, they're not lending. They're, they're lending based on normal... Uh, normal appraisals and underwriting, that's just a vehicle of, of, of getting capital. So I don't think that's an issue. And luckily, again... So it's have, Jews, Jews and Goyim or just Goyim? So Goyim, Goyim, Jews, you have to get into Heter Iska, Shilohs, of making sure there's a Heter Iska. But otherwise, um, when we're at when people talk about you know, the, 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 the immoral practices, it's not talking about someone who's doing hard money lending for a business, for a real estate. It's usually talking about someone who lives in the middle of Indiana somewhere, has $300,000 of debt, but owns a house or something, a car, and you're lending him 48% interest, like some crazy number. And, you know, and then there's a mafia involved and there's, there's hitmen. You, you can speak to people that, that know what's going on in these situations. That's a totally different. That's not, uh, that's not, you, you would call it, he's not, he's not furthering um, a society. And I agree with you, Ari, that's a problem. But I think when we talk about hard money. Yes, for sure. And I agree with you a thousand percent. When I mentioned hard money, I didn't mean that. I meant someone in a normal business, instead of going to a bank and going through the numbers, he'd rather go through a private person and he'll take 10% interest, but he plans on paying it back. He has a way. There's a business plan. He's getting in his product from China in six months. He just can't, he doesn't have the, the cash flow. So he needs a cash advance to pay his employees, to pay his rent. But he knows the product's coming from China. He just needs that cash advance. That, that, that's, you know, merchant cash, cash advance or the like. When there's a cheshbon of how to pay back and it, it meets, you know, the smell test. So then I don't think there's anything wrong for a yid going into that business as long as he's, you know, after Iska and he's not looking to, to, to take advantage of people. But it's a good point. We should always mention that. Okay. Let's talk about a few other heterim. Another discussion is regarding the quality of the product. That what if the, the, the quality is different? You're telling me you have to buy Heimish Cheerios. It doesn't taste like Cheerios, right? So, so does the quality make a difference? I would bring you another raya from Pas Akam. The Machaber brings down a Yesh Mishayimrim. And her Moshe goes with this, that if the quality, or they don't have the same type of, of food in, in Pas Yisrael, the Machaber is Nako to purchase Pas Palter. Lachari, this would apply. This is also a heter in the world of Hasag Askavol. Let's say you have one Sheitomacher in town, but she's not very good. And a new Sheitomacher wants to open up shop, and she is much better. So it's a, di- it's a different product, it's a different quality. And the Paiskim are Mako on that as well. Another interesting hat there, and this is very common, is regarding the return policy. Let's say you buy something from Amazon and it broke, it didn't work, you can return it and get a full refund. You buy a dress from a Jewish store, as soon as you walk out the door, it's over. There's no return policy, no nothing. Now, they can run business however they want, but halachically, this is, who could we bring a riot from the Sefer Aguda? The Sefer Aguda said that if you have a more secure loan, you're allowed to choose the Nachri 
uh, and give him the loan and charge him ribis just for the simple reason that it's more secure. So the same thing would apply to the price of the same thing would apply when I purchase something. I'd rather purchase a pair of shoes that I know that I could return if it doesn't fit or or, or something's wrong with it than, than, than have to deal with, uh, you know, unfortunately what, what, what the scene is that they don't take it back and they have two days limit. I'm allowed to purchase something that I want to be, I want to be comfortable knowing that if I need to return it in a normal situation, I'm allowed, I'm able to return it. That'll be another heter of, uh, of, of choosing to, uh, to, to, to go with the Gaisha store over the Yiddish store. One other interesting heter that we, we didn't discuss yet. So last week we mentioned the question of the Esregim. You had Yanova Esregim coming in from Yanova, and he had, and it was owned by a non-Jew. And you had the Esregim from Eretz Yisrael. And back then, the Esregim from Eretz Yisrael were inferior product. Is there a hider to, to, to use that, which is less of a hider mitzvah of Esreg, but a hider of a supporting a local yid? So there was a whole contrast written by someone who actually owned a, a Pardesim. <laughs> he, he put out a Sefer, interestingly. And one of the Heterim that, that is mentioned there, it's very interesting, he says that, that in both situations, you have Yidin and Goyim. So when you had the Yiddish Pardis and Eretz Yisrael, there were Goyim that schlepped it, that were, were the distributors, but the, the Yanav Yisraelim, who's selling it in the streets? It's, it's the Yidin. So either way, you're supporting Yidin, whether you're supporting them from the owner level or from the employee level, they are both getting supported by you purchasing the product. And I'll give you an example. Today, there are a few products in the market which everyone knows is Jewish, but it's not really Jewish. Empire Chicken is not owned by a Yid, neither is Streit's Matzah, and uh, Manischewitz, I believe, also sold out. I think Osem, some of the products that we think are Jewish, they're owned by Nestle. Empire used to be owned by Hormel. I don't know who owns it now. You can look, look online. It's publicly uh, it's, 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 uh, it's publicly available who owns Empire Chicken. Uh, maybe the Haines Celestial Group. I don't even know who owns it. But it's not owned by a Yid. So you, you're buying Empire Chicken. You, know, you can't buy Goyish Chicken anyways. But you think you're supporting it, you're, right? So, so over there, I would point out that many people involved in the operation are Jewish, whether it's from the kashrus level, from management, from, from sales. There are many Yidin involved in, in the business. So perhaps, as long as I'm supporting some Yidin, that'll be fine. For example, let's say you have, uh, you have we'll give an example of, um, uh, I don't want to use meat because you have conscious issues, but let's say you OU, have... OU, the OU on a cola. Yeah, you have cola. OU, Coca-Cola. The OU is getting supported by, by Coca-Cola sales. Now, it's very indirect, but let's, let's use an e- easier example. You have a choice. Should I buy, we'll call it the Klein's uh, Kosher Le Pesach cashews from... We'll call it uh, your kosher Heimish supermarket for $15 a pound or $25, depending on what the prices are today. Or I could go to, let's see, in Chicago, there's a place called Jewel, which is part of the Albertsons Group. It's not Jewish-owned, really. It's it's a you know publicly traded company. You have uh, you have or, or, or a shop stop and shop or shop right where they have Heimish brand products. Let's say kosher lepesa for all year round, but it's a, it's a non-Jewish-owned store and it's cheaper, right? So is anything wrong with going there? L'chaira, based on this shita, that I'm supporting a Jew either way. So I'm supporting them through Target or through Walmart by, by buying Heimischer brands, or I'm supporting them by going to the Jewish store. So who's to say that this is better than the other? Again, uh, in this case, you have more, you're supporting more Yidin by going to the, to the kosher supermarket, but you're not choosing Goyim versus Yidin, it's some Yidin versus more Yidin, perhaps it's more flexibility. That'll be another consideration with Hakel. The Torah Tamima, now the Torah Tamima in many of his uh, works was worried about the censorship. So he says, Mishum Eva, 
there's a situation of Ava, and again, this would be, this, I think most Poskim would agree that if you had a situation of Ava, we would say, okay, let's say the Goyim get a sense that you're not doing business with them for one reason, because they're not part of the tribe, they're not Achenu Bnei Yisrael, so if, if it goes into that, if it gets that severe, then we would obviously throw away this din of Amisecha and Mishum Ava, we would, uh, we, would, we would do business with them as well. There's, uh, there's another din, and we mentioned this before. It's not really a hetter, but it's another consideration. In the halachis of tzedakah, the Raman brings down, this is a quote in Shulchan Aruch as well, there are many different levels of tzedakah. The highest level is to go into business with someone. The Raman talks about uh, giving him, investing in someone, and you'll split half the profits with him. That's the highest level of tzedakah. But in that is also supporting him, doing, giving him a job, so to say. Giving someone a job is one of the highest levels of tzedakah. So the Pais can point out the same thing would apply over here. If giving him a job is a high level of tzedakah, so too purchasing his products would also be considered a high level. And as long as he's a din of an ani, it's, he's, he's not, he doesn't have an easy uh, easy uh, time make, making a, lively, a livelihood, doesn't have an easy parnasa. so it would be a mitzvah of tzedakah to go support him. If Sturmach writes, based on the, the, the mitzvah of the boy, that you're allowed to deduct Maisik Safim on the difference in price. So let's say he charges $5 for uh, for sliced mango or something, and the, 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 and he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to make a living. He has a small little grocery store, and you know you could go to ShopRite and spend $2. So the $3 in difference in, in price, you could deduct from Maisik Safim. This is very similar to Rav Moshe saying that the ribis, you could deduct from Maisik Safim. So just to conclude, we, uh, we mentioned that... Uh, you, you have many different times where it's mutter because of a difference in price, a difference in tircha. You have uh, the, the situations of, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're overcharging. You have situations of return policies and the like. And we also have this concept of tzedakah, that if a person is in a situation where they know that this is an ani, they'll have to use ma'asik safim in the difference of price. But I want to conclude with the following. We mentioned earlier that... When it comes to, in typical Dine Mamanus, we say that Chayecha Kaidim, that your Maman comes first, based, based on the Pasuk. So the Shulchan Aruch there says, in Reish Samachtala Sif you should look this up if you have a chance, in Chashim Mishpat, he talks about Misha Avdalei Aveda, someone who lost his own Aveda, and, he, and his friend also lost an Aveda. The Halach is, his Aveda comes first, and the Sma points out, even if he didn't lose an Aveda, any time a person is going to be losing money in the process, he is usually potter from the dinim of Chayshemishpat. However, the Machaber concludes, Vafal Pikain, even if you have these Haterim, that it's too expensive and blah, blah, blah. A person should go beyond the letter of the law. shouldn't always say and be exact and overly calculated and saying, oh, my Parnassa comes first. And you have a very specific loss. Why? Because if he's always so exact, he will throw off the entire responsibility of Gemilas Chasadim. He's not going to care about his friend's Parnassa. Every single thing he has a cheshman for. It's a dollar more year. Always finding the cheapest. Always not. Always finding a way out of doing Gemilas Chasad. The Saif and Leilenu Sheid Starich Labrius. He's going to end up being someone who needs to come out to people because he's so exact. Always halachas. So of course, there are Eterim, and I mentioned many, many different Eterim, return policies and the like. But as a general klal, look at the Shulchan Aruch says he's passing in halacha that a person should go with finishers then. Because otherwise, you train yourself to not care about Gemilas Chasadim. And again, if there's a specific 
you have to a specific cost. And as a hefsid muchach, it's 100% mutter. But a person should not live their life. There shouldn't be your lifestyle of always looking for a hetter to not support local yidin. It comes, you know, when you're hiring people, when you're pricing people out. The, the minimum clients is, is to be is, is to give give business to a yid. Again, we learned the different term, so we should know when it's us or when it's mutter. But uh, as a general klal, a person should be should be looking to to, to be mafanes, you know, other other yidin. If somebody gives somebody a ten thousand, 